This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all expenses paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current front runner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. All right. It's the two old Queens Oscar special. But before I get you guys there, I just want to do a quick little plug. This coming Tuesday, X amount of nights away, four or five, whatever it is, is 420. And I will be hosting a 420 mega sesh. Uh, in the vein of the power hour, but, uh, you know, hopefully a little safer and way less coughing as I have former stony bony guests from high and mighty come on and have a mega sesh. So do yourself a favor, get yourself a ticket at onlocationlive.com slash Gabrus 420 or headgum.com slash live, or literally any one of my uh, social media platforms, you can check it out there. We've got Abdullah and Bean from Great Moments in Weed History, Mike and Mary Jane from Weed and Grub, Besser from uh, Smoke Me Up podcast, Sean Diston from The Future is Female Splinter t-shirts. I got uh, a tons great. Uh, the two old queens, the guests of this episode, are also on the 420 live stream. Get yourself a ticket, throw it on your computer, your TV, burn one down with a group of people who are going to be having a classic high and mighty chats about different topics while getting stoned to that mother effing bone. Please join us, won't you? That's me stealing from my favorite, Karina Longworth. On locationlive.com slash Gabris420, the 420 Mega Sesh. See you there. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, standing six foot two, 293 pounds from Nassau County, Long Island. That's the South Shore. Johnny G, the number one fuckboy. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson May. <laughs> also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gaber, is actually present for a record because it's the evening, and in the evening, the office smells like marijuana, and when it smells like marijuana, who comes a-knocking? The DEA Boston Terrier, Arthur Gaber, I'm still talking, and... I will end soon. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios virtually via Zoom 
Uh, they had their young uh, grandsons come over and set them up, set them up on Zoom so they could finally talk to me from their vacation home in Fire Island. It's who you think it is. It's Oscar season, baby. We got Mark Rennie and John Flynn, the two old queens. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Honestly, we should just, your intro, way more succinct and hits a, li- hits a little harder for or me. Or pace is a little more succinct than your intro. Yes, exactly. <laughs> also, they weren't our grandsons, they were our nephews. We don't have grandkids. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming back to do this. Of course. Where would I rather be? (laughs) Who would I rather talk about movies I half remember with than you? (laughs) Exactly. Perfect. (laughs) Excitement's in the air. Why? What a year. What a season. What a see. What a year. Uh, What? Yeah. Oh, the glitz, the glam. When I look back on 20, I'm going to think of the movies. Yes. Ah, Yes. (laughs) Did you have, um, I mean, a lot of the we'll talk a lot about these movies. Let's just get right into Best Picture because I think that'll just introduce a, a bunch of dialogue <laughs> about a different different movies, which is something Mark pitched right before we started recording. So <laughs> I'm saying that to give you credit, but your reaction was as if I it was. It sounded like an, an attack, <laughs> I'm like sorry. an accusation. <laughs> I meant it. I meant it like this he may sound like a good idea. Mark is a bossy bottom, so here's what we're doing. <laughs> Better than being a terrible top. <laughs> Indeed. Timid top and a bossy bottom. Uh, uh, he's a timid top. Tail is he's side. a bossy bottom, but they're both working advertising. Neil Simon did it again. <laughs> um, let's get right into best picture. So we have all the movies you remember seeing, all the premieres, all the big... <laughs> The big, all the step uh, and repeats. Yeah, all the step and repeats. All the time at Man's Chinese Theater seeing these movies together with the Hollywood elite. I'll run through all the names and, we'll, and we can go back and start talking about them through. But we got The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. One thing I'll say about this That's list is that- I was about to say, you guys get confused because I went to open the <laughs> door to let Arthur out. You guys, I was like, thought maybe that would kick <laughs> off some to- conversation. I turn oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, and this is maybe the first time we've done this that I've seen every best picture rolling into. I usually have seen it by the right. Oscars. Right. But this, in this case, I've seen the be- every best picture. Because they're all on a streaming platform for them. Oh, you had plenty of time, too. Streaming. Yeah. Right. They're all on a streaming platform, and they're the nine of the fifteen movies they're, that came out. Came, this year. Yeah, I looked so- at my like letterbox and like, what were the movies? Just like I saw, like, what are the twenty twenty movies I saw? And like, this is it like three quarters of them. of them. Yeah, I pretty much saw every any movie that was having like a semi big release, even if it was like the expensive love like, a semi big release. Oh, semi big. <laughs> I like a semi-big full release for sure. <laughs> sure, sure. When you want that's, me or- that's me ordering yeah. a massage. I'll take a semi-big full release. <laughs> a half release is like, wait, I'll cut myself off. <laughs> you know what? I should go. I'll, I'll save later. it for the wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, these are all movies, sure. These are all objectively movies. The only uh, bad I'm- ones, I would say, are Mank and Trial of Chicago 7. 
Okay. I would say, while I would say those are definitely my least favorite, I don't think there's any movie on here that's bad. I'd say Trial of Chicago 7 is like a good episode of The Good Fight, but without any women. Sure. I, absolutely. I mean, it's classic Aaron Sorkin, which means yeah. I don't care for it. But right. I don't think it was like horrible. I don't think it's no. It's entertaining, win. but it's like pointless. Who no. Cares? Yeah. Ma- yeah. Mank and a, and a Chicago Seven were my least favorite of those two, but I didn't dislike them either for almost the same reasons. Mank I enjoyed, be- and again, this is hyper specific, but those are two worlds that I just love: is Hollywood and like you know legal thrillers or like my two like I love I'm obsessed <laughs> those with two legal locations th- yes yeah those are my two locations in my brain but they're so the trial of Chicago 7 scratched like it, you know even though it was like god knows how wrong it was and how sorkinized it was but it's like lefty politics and a courtroom thriller in one you know one. what you need you need a movie about John Landis being on trial for the twilight zone uh, <laughs> deaths that's your perfect movie it's oh. called the morrow war <laughs> yeah <laughs> heads will roll <laughs> Uh, we're calling to the stand a character witness for Mr. John Landis, his son, Max Landis. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Bad <laughs> character! <laughs> um, but I, I like the, I like the Trial of Chicago 7 felt like those blockbuster movies that I don't... They that used to that make? Are, yeah. They used to make that, that were like the 18th best movie that came out that year. <laughs> right. But it was, you recognize every single actor and it's like a huge swing in some the dumb way. Dads love it, end, yeah. When they start at the end of the Trial of Chicago, except when they start reading the list of all the dead soldiers and yeah. the crowd goes nuts. Like they're <laughs> they a like, World Series. Yeah. They're like pumping their fists. Like, I don't think that's the tone of like reading a that's, list of read dead the room, soldiers. Guys. That's definitely not how it went down on the on the day. It's <laughs> imagine day. what I like a baseball game is like. <laughs> yeah, but I, Sasha I Cohen was fun. Yeah, I thought he was great. I mean, he yeah. got to play the most fun person also. Right. Um, and I like Mark Rylance in everything. How do you not like Mark? Oh Rylance? yeah, he's great. Yeah, and and you really hate the judge. The judge, real you really hate the judge <laughs> by the end of that movie. It really works. Now one person called him a bitch. What a missed opportunity. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I heard black is slimming, but jury's out. <laughs> the father is my is my was my homework disc. You know, that was the one that sat there right. the longest. And then when it got nominated, I was like, all right, I guess I'm watching. You know what? My friend Jason, uh, he, he was like, oh, we watched The Father last night. and It was amazing. I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, it's really good. And I was like, I just yeah. disappointed. It was in my I like I then watched it. I was like, oh, my God. It was, but in my head, it was the wife. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, sure. It was just like the movie that was like, oh, we like this because Hopkins is in it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is really like the father. I thought thought the father was great. It was really great. I really enjoyed it. A thriller, and it it is really good because Hopkins is great in it. (laughs) Yeah, right. He's great. That reminded me. Watching the father reminded me, like, oh, this is like kind of the mind bendingness of it is like, oh, this is like what Christopher Nolan would do if he had empathy. Right, if he if Definitely. he if We're he internalized people. any of Instead his of time travel, if he cared about characters <laughs> at all, yes, yeah, and not but, just plot, yeah, if he cared more about what the inner workings of the human uh, machine rather than 
a temporal pincer movement. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's wrong okay. with Tenet, I'll tell you, is that hallway okay. fight <laughs> is bullshit. It's the lamest. That's supposed to be like the, almost the centerpiece of the movie, the hallway right. fight, you know? Yeah. But it's not exciting to look at. It's confusing. No. There's it's no very tension. very confusing. Yeah, uh, you don't I really got, understand what you're seeing, and you don't care. I gotta say, I feel I feel dumb saying this, but I rewatched. T- I don't feel dumb. I feel sort of uh, to myself, to on the nose or whatever. I I rewatched Tenet, and I loved it. <laughs> Did you not like it after you watched it the first time? I didn't. I was like, oh, that was fun. I didn't care for it after I watched it the first time, and then on rewatching it the second time, I was like, oh, I really like this movie. And I was don't it know because, why. <laughs> well, I was wondering when I I watched it once and I didn't really care for it, but I thought I wondered what it would be like to watch this movie and not constantly be trying to figure it out. Exactly, and that's I, I think. That's and so I p- wonder if watching it again, you'd be like, since I know, but even it's then, I feel like as this- specific as it is, you know what I mean. Like I think it ultimately is. There's a little bit of like time travel, mumbo jumbo, mumbo jumbo, mumbo jumbo, and you just have to. Exp- at, like once you accept like, oh, it's not going to get deeper than that, then you can enjoy it. But right. even like the big set pieces, I don't think were t- particularly exciting. Like seeing a big jumbo jet slowly go into a hangar. It was just like an episode of Mythbusters. There wasn't like no tension or anything. It was just like, right. that's what that would look sure. like, I guess. But the, yeah. the tension was like all the yacht stuff that I, I Who now. Who cares? <laughs> it's just like bad 80s like Bond movies. It's oh, like Mark, we all know you right yeah. In a lost, amazing genre of movies. Sorry, Mark. In terms of the sexual politics, like she was just like, a terrible, uh, poorly written character. <laughs> oh, oh, the women were poorly yeah. written. <laughs> it makes you long huh. for the highs of Maggie Gyllenhaal in Dark Knight. That's when you have problems. Yeah, that was his feminist, uh, his feminist like big touch. I gotta say, because I was looking through Rob Pattinson's IMDb because I like him so much, and then I was sure. like, oh, he was okay in Tenet, and then I was like. Let me watch it again for to see how he does in Tenet. <laughs> for Patson, because sure. I like him so much, and I love uh, Washington too. He's so good. Like I, sure. I like those guys so much, and I and I the movie was so medium for me. And then on this rewatch, I really dug it way more. That I I do think it did help to like pay attention to the scarves. Uh, it was more yeah. like I understood. <laughs> yeah. I understood. Like did you know, it's about the scarves. I understood like where the movie took place in the timeline of like how they were coming in two different directions and it got it was way better the second time. But who cares? But for what purpose? What to, what did it all what did it amount to? Nothing. <laughs> Mark, please. We don't need your nihilism. None of this amounts to anything. That's, That's why all. I didn't like it. <laughs> That's uh, me. But all right, so let's let's talk some of these other okay. these, I I Judas and the Black Messiah, I I loved I loved I, it. I would not put it for best picture because i think there are oh, better really? movies in it but i think right hands down those are maybe your two best actors i was so happy it made it in best picture i loved it so much i yeah. had so much fun watching this movie i thought it was great but it is weird that it's like if you made a movie about harvey milk and like half the characters <laughs> was like half the story was told through dan white's point of view yeah because like the takeaway <laughs> is like oh what a tough life the uh, you know the it was hard on the, the turncoat hat yeah what yes. a tough life like should that be our takeaway from the Fred Hampton story like what a sad life the rat had imagine how hard it was for the guy who ratted him out <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you think it's bad to get killed well right but, but I, it was I, exciting I to see these progressive politics in like a, a mainstream movie I well that and again so we want to talk. I felt the same way about Trial of Chicago Seven. It's like scratching. Like I love to see that shit. And, and when <laughs> sure. we get to when we get to documentaries and talk about Crip Camp, I'll say the same thing. I, it's been fun to see <laughs> movies that have that feature like 
quote unquote radical. Not models. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what, wait, what, what was I going to say? What was maybe let's, what is people, what are people's favorites? What are people's guesses to win or their own personal favorites? Personally, I think Nomadland go is going to win and I, I think it should win for me. I think that one was the best. That's the one that of, of this whole list, I would love to go back and see in a theater, which isn't like the way to judge necessarily. You want to hear that Nomadland? <laughs> you want to hear that Bucky yes, shitting and I really want to get back sounds. into that, that, those <laughs> You're not getting want to see. I want to see yeah. McDormand's bush on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> the way it was meant you know to me. be seen. You know me. Exactly. <laughs> the only way you should see the, the, the Francis bush. Where's the 4D experience of <laughs> yeah. a nomad land? One, one that blows hair in your face. <laughs> yeah. Clean. It's, oh, it smells um, like a restroom, public restroom yeah. being cleaned. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I love you, Minari. Mark? I love Nomad Land. <laughs> I love both. If. If Minari or Nomadland or Sound of Metal won, yes. I would be. I, I would have no issues. I would have no issues. I think those are the three strongest. I think my personal favorite is either like it, this is hard because I'm like I loved Sound of Metal, but my personal favorite is maybe Promising a Young Woman. Interesting. Okay. That's progressive. Wow. I, despite despite <laughs> despite uh, <laughs> my fan base, <laughs> the <laughs> listeners and the host base here might be triggered by the first by most of that movie. Uh, <laughs> I I think we texted Rennie and I said like the guy, the straight guys, dan- the straight white guys dancing at the beginning of the movie was so triggering. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> that was so. We're like, we're cool, we're dancing. Chicks love this shit. And it's just like, like, oh my god, and all your like, khaki glory. Yeah, yep. I mean, I was, I never wore khakis. I never wore. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, was a shorts guy. That was like that movie was like it was like reminded me of Parasite, and just in terms of like I, it could have gone any direction, and I would have been on board. Like in the last thirty minutes, like it could she could have come back as an angel of death with Uzis, and I would yeah. have been sure they completely fucking had me. I was yeah. into that whole movie. But the second she walks up that that shot of her walking up the hill towards the house while the uh, orchestral uh, toxic is playing, which right. I oh, yeah, loved yeah. that that <clears throat> fucking needle drop as she's walking up. I, I was that movie could have been four hours from then on. <laughs> like it could, like you're saying, Mark, I was along for the ride. I was locked the fuck. Bo Burnham yeah. is so good as cute and like what's Creepy. up with this mother? <laughs> We're waiting for. There's something not quite right about him. Yeah. Oh, that was before a- I saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that since I saw eighth grade. Uh, Guitar it- humor? I don't think so. <laughs> Unplug that microphone. He's one of those dudes that like you want to hate because he had like. Excuse me. He was young and successful, and then you're mm. like, then he directs a movie, and it's amazing. And then he directs Chris Rock stand up special. You're like, excuse me. All right. Like, All okay. Right. Okay. Fine. You're good. I'm fine, sorry. Fine. I wrote that off. That's this may about. come as a big shock to you, but I've never pursued any of Bo Burnham's work. Oh, okay. That, okay. That might eighth be great. It's a great movie. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. You haven't seen Eighth Grade. I haven't. I lived it. What do I need to see it for? <laughs> Good point. It no, is basically no, no. your story. But in, in this eighth great. grade, the schools aren't segregated. <laughs> oh, well, that's very progressive. <laughs> I lived it. I was an eighth grade girl struggling with my budding sexuality. <laughs> Why is the scene where they pass out the iron pills to the children? <laughs> How come no one's afraid of the communists? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But um, I love the scene of Promising Young Woman, the scene with Connie Britton, where it's like, what a great little perfect like playlet of a scene where the scene starts, uh, you think it's what, and it ends with Connie Britton yelling at her, where's my daughter? I'm like, no, it's, <laughs> that's a scene hardwired for my brain. Yeah. <laughs> right? that, I thought the Alison scene was incredible. Yes. Oh, was she at the restaurant? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then when yeah, she I mean, comes, like, every scene was like it starts this one way, and you're like, okay, it's this, and then you're going, I did not know this turn was coming. Yes, it definitely oh. has that. Yeah, and it, it it was just a real surprising. It was one of those movies that you were like, fuck, this is how did this get made? Like not in like the podcast way, but in like <laughs> holy not like shit, a troll this is too. dope. Right, you can't wait to hear Jason that... Manzuka's take on this movie. Is what yeah. you're saying, dude? It's bonkers, <laughs> it's bananas or whatever he said. I don't even remember. My head like, literally exploded. <laughs> bonkers has lost all meaning. Yeah, I love um, Sound of Metal. Sound it of Metal me was great. Of, uh, Almost in a same way as Green Room, where like the band stuff is like so good. Yes, like before yes, the yeah. movie even starts, like you're still just invested in like this band and like the band yeah, and, was like, authentically the cool. Of the ba- yeah, yeah, and you were like, oh, it didn't feel like in a mo- in a movie where another art is being performed or portrayed. Yeah, and it yeah. always feels wonky. You know That's what why I mean? you like, had a big problem with Ghost when they make the clay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, as a Potter's like, son, this is not right. That broke my fucking mind. <laughs> Disrespectful. I haven't seen Punchline, or, and I refuse to watch Godzilla vs Kong because I hear Brian Tyree Henry plays a podcaster. It's true. It's true. But no, they I lose did, all credibility I... when a teenager listens to a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make that much no. sense. No. Uh-uh. I but believe was... the center of the earth, but I don't believe this. <laughs> it was great. It was great to hear uh, uh, Kyle Chandler say, stop listening to that podcast. It's rotten your brain <laughs> in a right. mega big budget movie. It was like, hell yeah. We've Shout made out. it. We've made it. We are rotting brains. <laughs> We're the new comic books. Gifts. <laughs> Where was the sunlight coming from in the center of the earth? I have no Reflections. <laughs> the Supreme the Song, I wish. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but did you find, after I saw Sound of Metal, I did have this thing of like, I do need to find <clears throat> moments of serenity. Dude. <laughs> Seriously. And I was true. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't think I do that. I don't think I pursue that. No. Because you're always on your phone. We're surrounded by screens all day. It's hard to find those times to unplug. There was a lot. That movie hit me hard. Like, I like imagining losing, like, your, like I read earlier in the quarantine, like, a, a woman who was a chef lost her sense of taste from COVID and it or had smell, been six yeah, months so or tough, smell yeah. or something like that. And they hadn't gotten it back in six months. And that really hit me. And then seeing this like drummer who's just, they're just about to break. Like it's so realistic to me to hear the guy say like, to hear him say like, we, we just do the tour. We just finish the tour. And it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. the right, most yeah. starving artist shit in the world where it's like, <laughs> right. I have like something's wrong with my body, but it's like there's four more days so and I can get four hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> if I just stick it out, you know. And right. I, it was just felt too. It was so real. And then the dude who's nominated for best supporting, uh, Paul, I forget his name and the character's name, but the head of the like uh, housing the, the school the community. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so fucking good. He's so right? good. He's like absolutely touching from minute zero, and he's <laughs> yeah. and he never feels inauthentic. No, it, fe- it feels Paul Racy. Paul Racy. You end up feeling, in hindsight, insane how much that man worked. Like for me, after the movie, I was like, that guy had me. 
and I feel yeah. duped in some way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like, check my wallet. Because he had, like, whatever this dude was doing, like, I was just caught up in it. The character specifically, his attitude towards everything and his vibe was just like, it was so, I there was something. No, there's something in a weird way where I thought Sound of Metal at times felt like a documentary. Yes. And I think it's because of, like, his performance or, like, right, that well, level of performance from people. I immediately, me and Tiffany were immediately like, oh, they must be filming this at a real one of these things, whatever yeah. this thing. <laughs> you can't just find a house right, yeah. anywhere. No, right. and I was like, that. oh, and, my, and it's like, he must actually run it. This is great. Oh, because we had also, <laughs> right. you know, watched just Nomadland. Watch Nomadland. Land. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. So, okay, cool. Everyone's doing, doing it. Yeah, yeah that makes like... sense. It's cheaper. These fucking scumbags, Amazon, <laughs> saving a couple of bucks. And then you saw the invisible man, like, they must really have that suit. How else would you do this? <laughs> um, well, while we're talking about Nomadland, that so John, that's your pick for I think it I think it probably will win, and I'm I that would get my vote if I had to vote. Yes. I would be my voting would be I'd be torn. I'd have to overthink my voting between the three that I referred to earlier. But if Nomadland wins, I'm like, yeah, of course. And if uh, Chloe Zhao wins for uh, best director, director yeah, also, yeah. of course, you're not going to riot in the streets. No. Yeah. No. And I similarly I, I, like if Minari or Sound of Metal win, I'll be like, yeah, great. You know. Ultimately, yeah. it's all mania. Like, who gives a fuck? The Oscars are stupid well, yeah. and pointless anyways, though. So anything sure. could win, and nothing matters. Right. Green Book right. won. So the world I guess kept this spinning. podcast is over now. So we're done? <laughs> I just want the record to state that the Oscars are stupid and uh, pointless. Mark, you were really yeah. let down by Hollow Earth. Your nihilism yeah. is <laughs> rampant. What's the point of it? So <laughs> we're being so buried <laughs> closer to the Earth? <laughs> uh, Minari, I fucking... Loved Minari. I loved it. It was yeah. great. Uh, Tiffany used to work on The Walking Dead way back in the day, so we spent a lot of time in Comic-Con with Steven, and he's like oh, nice. such a good, nice person in real life, name-dropping. Like, I haven't <laughs> I haven't talked to him in fucking six, seven years. But <laughs> no, you're close. Since he started sure. being very successful. Uh, but, I like, he's such an amazing person. We were so rooting for him. And then this movie ends up being like absolutely <laughs> magnificent. Right. And you're like, Oh, what a dream to send that text message of like, Hey, you do deserve an Oscar. Like, <laughs> like hell yeah. Wow. I don't have to lie at all. It was fucking absolutely stellar. When I'm rethinking all the supportive texts you've given me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can tell when he means it. <laughs> it's, Never. <laughs> I'm always supportive, but also always want to make fun of, of whatever's happening. Uh, I thought it was almost like Spielbergian in a way. You know yes, what I mean? It's just it like, like a big Amblin. American epic sweep. <laughs> it was kind of Amblin. Like it was, it's all it through was, the eyes of the kid, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. The other thing, I will say prestige dramas have broken my brain a little bit in that we're watching... because. Now we don't watch trailers or anything anymore. Like if we if we can, if we know we're gonna just see a movie, it's like we'll just watch it. We'll just watch the movie. Right. Yeah, and then we'll be totally like just sit there. And it's like, but we're watching Minari, and we're like, this guy's not gonna like molest this kid, is he? Like every oh, day, no. like you know, your like brain is like, oh my god, right? It's an Oscar bait movie, is it? Like, <laughs> how and then dark you're like, is this movie? Yeah, and that's is this a like, oh, And then like the religious guy shows up, and you're like, fuck, he's gonna. <laughs> oh, and then, and then it was then at the end of it, it was like this moment of like white privilege realization where it's like, no, the <laughs> Korean immigrant experience is 
difficult and intense enough to warrant a On dramatic movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It does not need any of these things you keep thinking is going to happen. Because it's <laughs> and I'm like, oh right. It's absolutely fucking and it was a period piece that I think lends it into the Spielbergian world a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And it felt so real. And then the characters felt like larger than life and real at the same time. Like the grandma and the little boy were just so good and True Detective season three, those two. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yes, dude. (laughs) Season four. I do love season three. I don't count season three. Thank you. (laughs) Wait, you don't like season three? (laughs) I never saw it. I saw the first season. That was enough. Well, skip two. I did really like three. Uh, What's his name? Fucking Dorf is great. Steven Dorf? Steven Dorf is one of the two not guys. Not the Tim Conway character. No, no. <laughs> He's busy golfing. <laughs> I I forget where it was. I was. We were recently doing a bit about how Dorf was canceled because they revealed, like, they found out his shoes were on his knees. It was like <laughs> stolen valor and shit. Stolen valor. <laughs> uh, let's... I want to hear what, what what did you guys think of Mank? It was uh in, like the least essential David Fincher movie. I like, would yeah. say Alien Three is better than Mank, more interesting. Yes, <laughs> I, I would. I will never rewatch Mank. Never. I, I may. <laughs> yeah. I may rewatch Alien Three. I will definitely rewatch Alien Three at some point. The assembly cut. Thank you very much. But uh, <laughs> Mank was just like Dolesville. Like it was not. It was fine watching it, but I was like. I don't know what the takeaway of this was. Yeah, I guess this drunk guy was talented and he had part of Citizen Kane. Good for him. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. Like, I was just like, oh, that was fun. And I'm a (laughs) Fincher fucking bro or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I like all his movies. I think it's Fincher bro. They call it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a a bro. I'm a Christopher Brolin and a a (laughs) Fincher Pincher. Nice. Fincher, Fincher. Okay. There we go. So there you go. A Wachowski, Chachki. That's I'm all of them. <laughs> I'm who you think I am. Yeah, but, I think ultimately Mank is just a good excuse to rewatch Citizen Kane. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like watching it. You're like, let's put on Citizen Kane. Yes. It's like, an homage oh, to yeah. and a pre, you know, and a story adjacent to the best one of the best movies ever. Okay. Which yeah, maybe yeah, speaks yeah. to the power of Mank, because when is the last time anyone said, let's put on Citizen Kane? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is a great movie, but it's, no it's, 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 it never things. feels essential. At the no, no, it never feels. Like now is the time. Watch. Now is yeah. the time for Citizen Kane. I saw it in film class where it was meant to be seen. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I watched it over three periods. <laughs> um, did we not? Did we not talk about anything in particular from any of the best? Did we get your uh, official choice? Rennie? Oh, yeah. I May, Mark, well, I don't ultimately care, but um, I guess yeah, I mean, let's, vote, let's, so let's throw vote? that umbrella yes, out. No, nothing matters. We don't throw the umbrella out there. Yeah. Yes. Mark, take the barrel out of your mouth and just tell us which one of the movies you liked. <laughs> when you said that, I thought root beer barrel. When you first said that. <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying? Candies, 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 candies nonstop. <laughs> I thought you maybe had saw me last night <laughs> chugging root beer in the street shirtless. <laughs> This bark's got bite. Um, I will probably say um, either Minari, Nomadland, or Sound of Metal. Those are the movies that, like, after I saw them, they like stayed with me the most. Yes, especially for sure. Minari. That one like haunted me in a weird way. And Sound of Metal too, really. So probably those two, and then Nomadland third. But they're all yeah. like none of these are an outright like terrible movie. There's no like Green Book here, you know? Right, right, exactly. N- Nomadland also. 
something it and a, a few things have done this to me recently and it's a new sensation but like Nomadland hit it the hard, clearest I thought where it was like so depressing and so upliftingly hopeful at the same time. In well, a way. like the American yeah. dream has been destroyed. So what's next? Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, what are it we It is kind of here? like the American dream is no more, but what, 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 what we're is still going dream? on? So yeah, what is yeah, it? yeah. But we're, we're still in America. We got to come up with a fucking new dream. And like the attitudes of some of those people and like how cool, like, you know, how they were like, the, the positive people, the people who are like, yeah, my, my life hit the skids and this is what I'm doing now. And other people are like, just tired of the grind and this is what I'm doing now. And it was just like that intersection where they can both meet in the same place yeah. and find comfort and common commonality between each other as they're all both on like different paths in life. It's like just just like tenant, really. Okay. Okay. God. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> Can't wait to get the best visual effects. I'm going off on Tenet. Yeah. They were serviceable. <laughs> they were actually not that thrilling as far they as were fun. Yeah. <laughs> Would you want to live like do that Nomad Land? I wonder if there's going to be like Nomad Land like experiences that like, you know, Instagrammers can do like I, over the summer. I, I mean, isn't that what Burning Man is? There is like a hipster van life movement. There is like a unfortunately because of the uh, way society and the economy has turned i live in a van now but then i do also think there's a lot of like i'm a 28 year old freelancer and for me it's like do i want to own a home yeah it's like no like i i i know like a, a couple that like was like we bought property in santa barbara uh, and we're eventually going to build a house on it, but they've been living in like a van on the property. And they're like, it's actually wow. kind of cool. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but like shit like that is like, I, I could see that becoming, and I think it is becoming a thing. I think we're going to see it more and more like the, vi- especially after this quarantine where you were like, I couldn't go to places and you're like, right. but if I had a van that I could like camp in <laughs> that way, I didn't have to like take a tent out everywhere. I could just like, go to the beach somewhere and like, you know, I can go Hang to, out there for a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can go to a park and I can go to a lake. I can go to a campsite. I could do all these things. And then you're like, I could drive cross country. All of a sudden it felt kind of freeing in a year that felt enclosed. So I, I, I guess what I'm saying is Nomadland also magically came out at the, in the perfect, the year. perfect time. I felt yeah. like, yeah. So you got to be pumped for the eternals now then. Well, truly. Well, what, what's, uh, Chloe's first movie, I the movie before, like The Runner or something. The Writer. Something. The Writer. I'm like, I got to go back and watch. I've never seen that. Now I want to see it either. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, it's thrilling that they that she got the Eternals. <laughs> I'm like, that's so cool. Well, right, and the screenwriter of uh, Emerald Fennel is like doing the next like some DC property. Oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> I don't know which one, like Harley Quinn 2 or something. Probably probably the next Birds of Prey. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Something like that. That would be me Perfect. stereotyping, I guess, is the word. Wow. She can't, do, poison. She can't do Bane, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, let's move on to best director. We got Thomas Vinterberg for another round. We got Fincher for Mank. We got Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. I didn't see another round. I have not seen that one either. I started it today oh. and I got, I'm about an hour in and I'm really liking it. And, and, and it's, it's well directed. 
That's the guy. Isn't didn't Vin, Vinterberg has done a bunch of movies that have like crossed over to America, right? Did he I believe do, like, so. Yes, Force Majeure sure. or whatever. I believe he did. Yes, mm-hmm. and The Square or some shit. If, yeah, if he, yeah. <laughs> Hope he's not listening. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it should win again. I would. I would be. I don't think Mank should win. No, no. But I, I would be. Ha- I'd be happy with Minari, Nomadland, or Promising Young Woman. Maybe Promising Young Woman definitely not a movie of the of Minari and Nomadland's uh, like stature in Best Picture. But Emerald Fennel potentially could win for Best Director because it's like a real vision. The movie. Like a real, it was like Tarantino. It reminded me of like Tarantino, yes. kind of like it was so exciting. I didn't know what was going to happen. Just the the Roman numerals. When the, you see the first one, I was like, "What's this one? What does this mean?" Like I didn't know that they were. <laughs> even though she's one? been doing these hash marks the whole movie, I didn't put it together that those were hash marks until they got crossed <laughs> off. And I was like, "Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> the line, the typography paid off." <laughs> but yeah, it, mm-hmm. I. Mark, I had not heard anyone say that, and that is probably what I love so much about Promising Young Woman, that it did remind me of a Tarantino movie. It had like its own world, its own style, its own like yeah. its own like vibe. And then like it was very music. It was, you know, uh badass female protagonist. And it's funny, but then gets like really intense and dark too. Like yeah. the tone is kind of it shifts. The and tone it's, is in an all over the place. Way. Yeah. That's that's really fucking cool. Yeah, I didn't th- I didn't think of it like that. Um that is what I liked about it. I, I'm gonna go. I'm, my best director is. Em, I'm gonna go with Emerald Fennel. Uh, what, really? What about, what about wow. y'all? Yeah, I'm going with Chloe Zhao. I just thought No Man Land was such a. I don't know. I, I've got such a boner for that movie. It's <laughs> okay, John. That's it's like beautiful. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it's that's a part. That's part of what's crazy too is that it's like this is how sad life in America can get. But don't forget, right. you're always in picturesque America. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like purple still, rolling hills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's something <laughs> I forget how that song and goes. And there's something, <laughs> something like that. Purple rolling juxt- hills. Yeah. Juxtaposing shitting in a bucket to like be- the beautiful <laughs> in a Walmart parking lot to the Rockies in the back is a very much an American like a, a real- I guess if you have to shit in the bucket it might as well be in the Rockies. Right? Fuck yeah, dude. If I'm going to shit in a bucket exactly. maybe it's- <laughs> And you are. <laughs> I've never turned Imagine down you could a podcast by sitting on a bucket the whole time. You never have to get up to use the bathroom. Doesn't uh, matter anymore. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, if, if I could just sit on a bidet, a toilet with a built-in bidet, yeah, and set absolutely. up my Zoom shit. There's nothing there. stopping you now from doing that, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, based on the framing, I might, I could potentially. I just put it down, pants around my ankles. Sorry, guys. I am actually receiving a steady cold water stream up my butt. I you never get a heated bidet. I do have a heated one, but I'm a. I like it cold. Oh, <laughs> cold feels cleaner. <laughs> you like it to wake you up a little yes! bit. Yes. <laughs> I like to wake me up a little. I need. Oh, what's weird when it a little hits something my, to help when, you get off the bowl? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because when it hits my ass, it steams, and I don't know what that means. I see. <laughs> it's like that Simpson was in Homer tries to eat the chili and it just melts. Cream just melts yeah. on his hot tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about you, uh, Ren Dog? Oh, Where, where's your best director? I'll say Leah Isaac Chung or Chloe Zhao. Either one of them. But Emerald Fennel is great too. So, embarrassment of yeah, riches. Yeah, any one of those three win, I'd be best actor in a leading role. Uh, we got Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, Stephen Yun, Minari. 
Also, I should just blanket apologize well, I was going for to chat with everyone's <laughs> names as I get more and more. Stoned. Yeah, it's Gary I, I Oldman. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Oldman. <laughs> Gary Oldman Thank is going to win and come up as his true romance character. Uh, this is one of those occurrences where a, a, an actor who's nominated passed away this year, but it is also lines up with an absolutely balls out stellar performance. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Where it's like sometimes because I feel like even a lesser performance, y- you could get the like post. Uh, I agree. Post yes. more, like they might they 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 uh, grade on a curve. I feel like sometimes. Sure. The Academy. <laughs> but sure. This one is like of hundred percent. If only yeah. Glenn Close died, yes. she'd be a lock <laughs> this year. The wife too. If she's Here smart, the wife's too late. Voting hasn't started yet. <laughs> it's a heavy competition because Stephen is good in. He's great in Minari. Riz Ahmed's so good in Santa Metal. Riz Ahmed's great. Yeah, and Anthony it's Hopkins, Hopkins is and the incredible. father. Yeah. Now breaks your heart in that move. Devastating. Anyone afraid that all the 70 year old white men in the Academy (laughs) who've known who Anthony Hopkins is for uh, more than uh, like a huge chunk of their lives. Anyone worried that they're all going to just throw some Uh, votes his way? I don't know. I feel like it's too overwhelming of a. Yeah. It's one of those things too, where part of me feels bad because I feel like Anthony Hopkins also does deserve it. Like it's that tough thing where it's just like, but like Chadwick Boseman deserves an Oscar for his performance. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins deserves an Oscar for his performance. But yeah, I, don't, I think yeah, there's Anthony no Hopkins way. will be fine. He already has exactly. one, right? I think there's for no way Chadwick Boseman is not winning. Right, and I exactly. want Chadwick yeah. Boseman to win. But it, if Chadwick Boseman had not passed away and Anthony Hopkins had won in this season, I would not be upset either. Yeah, I would. that would be like a good, you know, a hedge of your bet because you'd be like, if it's not Bozeman, it's probably Anthony Hopkins. Right. Because right. then in that situation, you'd be like, Bozeman's got several more times up at bat. Right. Right. Um, but I. Anthony Hopkins? Not so much. Probably not. That being said, Gary I want to more win. than Bozeman. Yes. <laughs> we should say. To be fair. Although, who knows? Are they going we'll to the the putting faces on other bodies? Oh, like they're all going to get the fucking uh, Sopranos <laughs> treatment? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, if there's one thing that sucks about being an adult is that you know too much about food and can't enjoy it the same, like sugary breakfast cereal. That stuff was an amazing way to start the morning uh, as a kid. In hindsight, probably not setting myself up for the best <laughs> day of school. And as I got older, it was a great dessert. But now I'm too old and I can't be messing with that sugary childish cereal. So lucky for me, I found magic spoon which is like healthy delicious cereal we got zero grams of sugar 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving 140 calories a serving keto friendly gluten free important to me grain free soy free low carb and gmo free so it's got the flavors you want in a cereal, but it's got none of the bad stuff. It makes for such a healthy alternative. And for me, the highlight of that is a little post-dinner bowl of Magic Spoon is like a protein-packed dessert that doesn't spike my insulin and keep me up all night. Or on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, and I want you know I want to treat myself to a, like a kind of childish feeling breakfast. I know I can get 14 grams of protein and 140 calories, only 140 calories in a little delicious peanut butter breakfast cereal, which is my current uh, favorite flavor. 
I uh, was mixing cocoa and peanut butter uh, last time, but now I've been just eating straight peanut butter. Um, I, I get on these, you know, I, I have four boxes right now of different flavors because I got the variety pack from magicspoon.com slash ham. So if you go to magicspoon.com slash ham, grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code ham, as in high and mighty, at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. You can get yourself free delicious cereal so remember get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash ham and use the code ham to save five dollars off and thank you to magic spoon for sponsoring this episode the best actress in a leading role uh viola davis for ma rainey's black bottom andre day for the united states versus billy holiday Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand for Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. This one is a, a, a coin flip between, for me, Viola Davis and Francis McDormand. But I did not yeah, see Billie Holiday or Pieces Neither of a Woman. Neither did I. <laughs> I'm in the same spot. Okay. Same. And I love Vanessa I, I Kirby. Like... I, I think she's so amazing, but I don't. Mission Impossible Fallout, we know. Yeah, really. and that's what I like like her from. And I'm like, so I, yeah. I can't willingly go like she was snubbed <laughs> for that performance. Uh so I feel like McDormand's gonna get it. I think I don't know. I think maybe Viola Davis. Because has she Viola won Davis? before? Did she win supporting for like the help or something? What did, did she win before? She yes. won last year, didn't she? I have no idea. <laughs> I think she won like recent like it it would be if only there was some way to find out. Only someone. <laughs> but Best we're recording in vans. No. <laughs> yeah, we can't do it. We're all shitting in buckets. We can't don't have access to the internet right now. She won Best Supporting Actress in 2017 for that uh for oh. doubt. Oh, we should have oh, had she she Wait, Oh, sorry, sorry. She won for fences. She's nominated for Doubt, The Help, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And the fen- and fences, obviously, but she won for fences. That's right. Nothing for fences? Suicide Squad. Nothing for Suicide Squad. <laughs> what? What about Widows? That was cool as fuck. I loved that Widows. Yeah, I loved Widows. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I would say Viola Davis more than Frances because Frances McDormand is also one. And is this anything she hasn't done before in Nomadland? You know what I mean? Is she really pushing herself in this? I think I the know. narrative that she's like working with non with the real people. Oh, what a had, burden! And that she lived in her van yeah, while she, she shot. Like that's that's like you shit. doing a podcast yeah. with us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that big. You got real method. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that so hard for you to be the best one in the room? No. Wait, no, no doing a podcast say- like with you guys is like going to Palm Springs with Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven, you're welcome, <laughs> and I, I'm here for it. <laughs> My drink's warm. <laughs> so, well, I don't I, think what do you think about be- Carrie Mulligan winning? I think she has a shot too. I think she has a shot. I her perform like, and this is me too, because like, obviously, it's all me. It's this is you. Yes, this is That's me. you. I hate her. You're not speaking for anyone. <laughs> she got in a fight with me and Stephen Yoon at a party once because me and Stephen Yoon are such good friends. Okay, now, yeah. Now he gets retroactively canceled because he, <laughs> I've been saying I'm friends with him. But uh, I don't think Carrie Mulligan 
the the movie is bigger than the character there, but I think right. maybe Ma Rainey and in Nomadland, the the characters are sort of bigger than the movie there. And I feel like Oscars tend to go if it's not one of those sweep movies where every category right. every category is hitting. Oscars tend to go with like this character is a real and those are also like there's those are more character studies. I I, I guess I don't know. I feel like okay. she could, if she won, I'd be ecstatic just for more attention for the movie. But I just don't think her performance was as strong as the other two actors. I agree with that. Gotcha. Also, anything based on a play, I tend to like. People always say they're stagey, but then I always like them when they're like these long, <laughs> real time movies that take place in like ninety minutes in real time. Yes. Like, I am always into that. Yeah, like, it wasn't. It looked. It I mean, wasn't it's... like shot incredibly well. It wasn't like pure cinema or anything, but it was still like very enjoyable to watch. Like I'm never yeah. going to see the play, most likely, at least not performed by Viola Davis or Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> no. So this was a great. <laughs> no, <laughs> the the pace of movies like this I enjoy too because Me it is too. like it's like it's just it, they kind of just start like yeah. that, like <laughs> plays just start and like movies based on plays like they just start and you're like yes yeah. we're just like in the fucking movie there's no like long sweeping fucking you know credits here's the neighborhood here's yeah right like you know i mean i'm here for that too but like the thing the positive thing about these and it's like bang and you also know there's gonna be like some sort of ending like it, and there's also going to be like, like a big scene where they're like screaming right. to the heavens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's this thing I've been feeling for an hour, yeah. but I've never expressed, and now I'm doing it. And then we're going back to the thing we were doing because the father was a play as well, right? It was. Yes. So we have that two would have plays. Been fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one would be awesome to see. Uh man, that that movie's like disorienting in the way it's intending it to should, be, yeah. and it's Absolutely. so fucking good. It, like and scary. It's like a thriller. It. Tiffany and I were talking. It was like this movie is. You should not watch this movie if you're like at all starting to get stressed about getting older. No, like, I was like, uh, I gotta, I gotta start doing the crossword puzzle. <laughs> as I smoke my 25th joint of the day, this will preserve my brain, or at least you won't notice as it deteriorates, I suppose. Or maybe I just like already got my brain to like 55 years old now, so the next like 15 years are just a coast you're being proactive yeah, you're, you're flatlining <laughs> flatlining <laughs> uh shot by Jan de bont um okay uh best Black actor Yonda. in a supporting role sasha baron cohen for the trial of the chicago seven daniel kalua for judas and the black messiah leslie odom jr one night in miami paul racy sound of metal lakeith stanfield Judas and the Black Messiah. So, well, the weird thing is, Lakeith, everyone's saying he should have been in lead because he's the lead of that movie. Right. I and agree. I, th I, I think so, too. And, like, I'm going to just project and say, like, please, maybe those dudes didn't want to be in Chadwick Boseman's category. Probably. Maybe, but the, I know the studio did campaign for Lakeith Stanfield to be leading. That was, like, for your all the four-year consideration he was. Oh, interesting. That's weird that they decided that. Because he huh. is the fucking lead. Uh, well, they're the ones who are paying for the billboards and the bus ads. Right. Those no, are... I'm saying it's weird that the Academy was like, no, we're going to put him in. There. Can you so, believe the Academy got something wrong? I mean, pick my job off the floor. <laughs> but what is in their interest to go against that wish? Who is knows? my question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't no understand idea. that. Uh, it's a toss up between those two guys, but I do think Paul Racy could. Paul Racy. Like those are the three, right. and I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think 
Kalua and Lakeith Stanfield Kaluuya. both Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield <laughs> both being in the uh it cancels each other they might kind of, yeah, yeah, they yeah. kind of eat each other's lunch a little it sucks bit, and, and it sucks <laughs> and I think that might mean Paul Racy could take it because he also is it is an Oscar worthy performance yeah. yeah definitely Sasha Baron Cohen he could do that in his sleep that role. Da- yeah Daniel Kaluuya my favorite performance of his I mean he's great in uh-huh. all the stuff he's in but he's so fucking good in Widows. <laughs> he's great in Widows. Yeah, he's right? terrifying. He's so, so fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> he could do anything. He really can. I um, think he's going to win, though. I, I think he Who? might, too. Daniel Kaluuya? Kaluuya? Yeah. I think Paul Racy's going to win. But I don't know anything. I don't know anything, sure. and it doesn't matter, and who cares, and, and this sucks, matter. and I hate myself, but I think it's going to be Paul Racy. <laughs> you added that I hate myself. I <laughs> no, never I, said that. That was mine. That was, you never said oh, it. I said. <laughs> you it might not have said it, but we heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Would I really be doing this if I loved myself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Best actress in a supporting role. Maria Bakalova, uh, Borat, subse- subsequent movie film. Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman, the father, Amanda Seafried, Mank, and Yu Zhang Yun, Minari. And again, I I'm sure I butchered her name. I've never even heard it out loud. It's Amanda Seafried. <laughs> Coleman. Uh, I, I I would I would find it hard for anyone but the grandma from Minari to win Best Supporting because she's Me too. Like, Broken she's, penis. She's great. She's so Broken good. Penis. But the Girl from gl- Borat is amazing as well. And that movie, but it's just like I don't she's think she's good. I think she's the case of like the fact that she got the nomination is the win. I, that's exactly what I was gonna say, John. That's so funny. I'm like, <laughs> but I think it's enough. Yeah, like I yeah. Think, like I like we I didn't would, know who you are, and now everyone knows who you are. That is your takeaway. You have many more chances to impress <laughs> us. But this Minari lady, like sometimes you, it's best not know. to win drag yeah. race, but to be the runner. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes it's better to be the runner up exactly. in drag race. That way your fans are like, they were wrong. Exactly. This na- she can really now spin this can narrative say, in her favor. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna be fine. Yeah. So we're saying it's I didn't see Hillbilly Elegy, couldn't bother. I mean either. poor Glenn Close. I mean, I just She's fine. She's Cruella Deville <laughs> twice. What does she need? Obviously, what else? obviously she's she needs great life. She's had, obviously. She's had 203 Dalmatians. I think she's going to be okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there are all original Dalmatians uh, in each movie? <laughs> yeah, I think, right? They, she they kill them, them after all. every film. <laughs> <laughs> after every Personally, shot. <laughs> it's in a writer. <laughs> Glenn herself, not Cruella. Yeah. Uh, best animated feature. Onward, Over the Moon, Shaun of the Sheep, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolf Walkers. I've only, I only saw seen the Pixar. the Pixar ones. I saw the Pixar and, and I also saw I Wolf like Walkers. Them. I wanted to see that. I saw the trailer. It looked so, so dope. It's much more visually interesting than it is story interesting, but it's definitely visually fun and interesting. An yes, animated movie? <laughs> um, but I, I, I think don't it's going to be Soul. I think it's going to be Soul too, but I, I, I did really like Onward. But it was made for me. It's like <laughs> I thought onward that onward was the last movie I saw in a theater. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, and that was that was its reward. <laughs> mine was, was Birds of Prey. Oh, oh mine was one. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, oh that was no. so good. I wish I saw that in the theater. <laughs> 
I think Wolfwalkers is going to win. I haven't seen it, but I just feel like Onward and Soul will cancel each other out and no one cares about the other two. Yeah. I I haven't heard anyone talk about Shaun the Sheep and Over the Moon at all. No. Uh, I guess Raya came out too late because that was like, that was fun. Yeah, that's just recently. Yeah, okay. Did you pay $30 Uh, to watch that? Yeah. I have not. Did you? I think think we were saying, I think I kind of cut myself off. No way. Uh, Saying that (laughs) earlier, but I was saying like every movie that came out that had like any kind of premiere energy behind it, I just paid for. Like, I. So you could tweet about it? Not, not even, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just so I could have the experience of seeing a movie like on its release, like simulate trying to get Arclight tickets as much as possible. And also like, well, I'm going to put my phone away and watch this because I paid $20 to watch this thing. Yeah, and also it's just like, it's the day it came out feels like watching the Eric Andre movie the day it came out. Yeah. Just trying to experience that like energy of like. Like a a collective experience yeah and i I was chasing it so hard that that's why i've i've seen every movie that came out in 20 so far except for like judas and the black Messiah, all these like hbo max warner brothers exclusives have been like yeah i'm glad i saw that at home it wasn't very good (laughs) right right (laughs) but like the father i paid 20 bucks for i really liked it barb and star at the vista del mar i love so good so good yeah that was snubbed was it this year? Maybe. Or is it next year? I think it's next year. They'll get it next year. It'll definitely yeah. win next year. It'll definitely be nominated for starting something. the momentum now. Yeah. <laughs> Start the campaigns. Um, best adapted screenplay: uh, the Borat movie, Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. I did what not see Borat The White Tiger adapted from. What is? Because it's a sequel, so anything that's a sequel is automatically adapted. Weird. That's the Oscar rule. Because oh, the characters because it's already not existed. an original screenplay. Yeah, yeah, because right, like, these characters already existed. They do that uh, to Godfather 2? Probably. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Like that just wrote itself. Um, <laughs> it's still nominated for an Oscar. I feel like it's It is weird. I didn't want to say. Adapted. I forgot to say, though. Isn't it weird that actors get like four categories while directors get one (laughs) writers get two dps get one editors get one but actors are four times as more important to the process well it's because they have male and female they don't have male female director that's nor should they have for actors i don't think okay oh that's a different argument (laughs) it's still double then you know it's weird. They don't do, I don't know, I think they aren't twice as important to the movie. Right, but there's not multiple, you have multiple actors on a movie, but you don't have multiple directors. Oop, therein lies the rub. <laughs> so I, you I, could, so like, you have different actors doing different jobs. And like, no. it makes sense that like, oh, you Acting judging gets someone one for the size slot, of their... Writing gets one slot, you know. There's, okay. Spoken like a real you are, writer. You, like there's multiple writers. Not a producer, because people want to see the actors win awards. Not You're right, the, John. We not are the not editors. producers. <laughs> we are not producers. Uh, I, think, I think it'll be the father. Uh, Nomadland obviously could potentially win it too, but I, I just think the father was like a stronger... Right. Like it's, Nomadland it's is like more, sparse. Yeah, if you told exactly. me the screenplay for Nomadland was 30 pages, I'd believe it. Right. And also, it's mm-hmm. you imagine she's reacting with real people. Like, not to take anything away from the... I know script got them to wherever they got to, but the father <laughs> had that great dialogue, and it was like tense. And so constructed. Went all over the place. Yeah. yeah, so constructed. I um, agree. I think I could see Nomadland winning just out of a sweep sort of feeling happening. 
But right. I would not be upset, certainly, if the father won. There uh, might be a nomad land fever. <laughs> it could happen. Uh, what do we think about the Amazon people? Some people were very upset that they felt Nomadland presented Amazon in positive light. Ooh. Well, because there weren't people actively getting injured in the movie, I guess, while working <laughs> at the Amazon facility. <laughs> Not I, enough blood. Because I thought that they were conveying like these people work in Amazon and still can't afford yeah. houses. Yeah, I don't think anyone watches that movie and thinks like, well, that's a great place to work. Right. I think they're <laughs> saying it's like they're clearly not providing everything they should. It's the same. Employees. Like working at Amazon is the same as like being a janitor at like a state park. It's right. the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, best original screenplay. Judas and the Black Messiah. Minari. I should probably say the writer's names here. <laughs> uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Uh, uh, screenplay by Will Burson and Chaka King. Story by Will Burson, Chaka King, and Kenny and Keith Lucas. I would like them to win for Best Original just to see the Lucas brothers on stage. <laughs> but uh, uh, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, uh, Darius Martyr, Abraham Martyr, and uh, Derek Sean France for Sound of Metal, and Aaron Sorkin for The Trial. I think we. I think Aaron Sorkin's going to win, and you I think? don't think no he way. Should. I don't think he's going to win. I feel like he's one of those guys that people just give it to that people vote like people vote for. He's already won though. I, right? Like who cares? I don't think there's any passion. I agree for that and I don't think he should win, but I think there's a good chance that he will win out of a sense of obligation. I would probably give it to Emerald. What are we Fennel. obligated to Aaron Sorkin for? What has he know, done for us? Do. People feel they that fucking, way. Pe- people old people, people love, love him. Sorkin. Yeah, they raised on fucking uh West Wing. The West Wing? The fucking liberal Hollywood loves West Wing. <laughs> it's a fantasy. Taught them how film. to masturbate. <laughs> the um, West Wing. I think Promising Young Woman it would be a great that because that's a. Great I think start. that might win. I think that, that I think that might be its Oscar. If you're you know like I mean? I agree. if you're leaning into the word original too, like Promising Young Woman and and uh, like is like. A very like that's a story that hasn't been told before. Wouldn't it be I mean, fun if true. it was most original screenplay and yeah. it's just like deranged ramblings? Of <laughs> yeah, people, like, like, you know, this not this a literally word, had no idea. Not a legend <laughs> word is spoken aloud in this movie. But we've never seen anything like it. So it was, the it's arguably yeah, not a movie. Man <laughs> in trash can. <laughs> um. All right. But that uh, being said, like if Minari won or Sound of Metal won or sure. just, I'd black, I'd be super happy. Yeah. Anything but the trial. Exactly. <laughs> but I think that probably will win. Yeah, and I'm I'm scared of how, how much of a chance it has. Okay. Oh, best... and the speech he would give. Oh, <laughs> well, you're talking about wanting to put a barrel in your mouth. Best original song, <laughs> Root Beer, uh, Fight <laughs> for You, you. Uh, in Judas and the Black Messiah, the H-E-R and Dernst Emil 2 lyric by H-E-R and T-R Thomas. I don't know who. Hear My Voice in the Trial of Chicago 7, uh, Music by Daniel Pemberton, lyric by... Oh, these are original songs. That's why I don't recognize any of them. <laughs> Husavik, the Eurovision Song Contest song. EOC and... Oh, man. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, boy. EOC? Scene. Sure. The Life Ahead, Speak Now, One Night in Miami. I thought, like, Fight For You, Hear My Voice, and Speak Now are, like, cliche Oscar original song titles. Absolutely. Yeah. They're always done by, like, Melissa Etheridge over, like, a uh, global warming documentary. Yeah, you know? <laughs> definitely that. <laughs> it's like, those, I also only know the Eurovision song, so I'm going to give it to Eurovision. That was the uh, best song. Yeah. I listened just- to them all earlier, and I think, I agree with your assessment. Fight For You, Hear My Voice, and Speak Now especially are all very much, like, Kind of the same song, almost, I would say. We gotta rise up. 
<laughs> and but, because um, stand. They're more mid tempo jams than that. They're not quite as like not aggressive. a Joe Cocker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gonna go to IOC scene, the life ahead, because it's the Diane Warren of it all, if nothing else. Because we like, feel obligated to her. She's like been nominated like 17 times or some ridiculous number. I don't know if it's that many. But she I has never won shocked. one yet. Is that a good what is that movie? The Life Ahead. I have no I idea, know. but I listening to the song, it's it's one of the things you're like, oh, this was Celine Dion passed on this. But the Italian <laughs> Celine Dion is the woman who sings it. It's available. She's, yeah. Yes. The song <laughs> is to Celine as a loaf of bread is to Celine. <laughs> exactly. She's like, is it my heart will go on? No, thank you. Um, but it is that. Like it it's like, oh, some Diane Warren thought, imagine Celine Dion singing the song. That's why I want Eurovision to win because it uh, that was fun and different. That was and, and I genuinely the good, song. a good yeah. song, yeah, and and most original song potentially. Thank you. Uh, Is it the best? <laughs> best original score to Five Bloods, uh, Terrence Blanchard, Mank, Trent Reznor, and Atticus Ross, Minari, Emil Moseri, News of the World, James Newton Howard. Uh, Soul, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batista. I was hoping Defy Bloods would get more nominations overall. Me too. Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo, exactly. yeah. That was exactly. sad. I thought Delroy Lindo should have been rough. That movie was fun. I wasn't expecting yeah. it to be fun. I thought it was going to be like heavy, but like it, it goes it, it everywhere. Got to be both, yeah. yeah. It's like every genre at once. It's great. Yeah, it was like a weird like reverse Dead Presidents, but like <laughs> a longer. A reverse yeah. Dead Presidents, yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, I listened, I did listen to the Minari score again. Like I, cause I saw, they have it in the trailer, the score. And as soon as I saw the trailer, the first time I was like, what is this music? This music is pretty great. <laughs> it's incredible. He's the same guy who did the music for, uh, last black man in San Francisco, which oh, is also an incredible score. Great. Score. So I didn't see news of the world. I don't even think I know what that I is. watched the first 20 minutes of that. And then Loved I was like, it. Don't need it. Yeah, I was like, it's too perfect. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna watch the next 20 minutes on my next birthday. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't treat, treat myself. I'm giving myself. Uh, I don't want to waste it. I'm gonna watch it over three years. <laughs> when this ends, I'll be so sad. I have to prolong it. Trent Reznor twice, two and attic double nominations. Yeah, those guys Correct. are good though. They're a go-to uh, score Spotify. He's for a me. long way from <laughs> Starfuckers Incorporated. Yeah, I'd say he's come a long way from fucking me like an animal. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I played that song. I, I was listening to that song when I was younger at home and my mom was home and she uh -oh. like played listening to Closer. <laughs> and she's she's like in the kitchen cooking. She's like, they only swear to sell records. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't Not wrong. True. She wasn't wrong. Uh, I think score uh soul might get it because you got two heavy two hitters. Two different score. And that score is, both scores were great. Yes, yeah. yes. And then John Batista's uh music legend. So like I feel like that's a good Good exactly. win. Spread the wealth. All right. Best sound. I'm not going to read everybody's names. Sorry, sound. Wow. <laughs> That's, I know. See what I mean? Read all well, the actors. <laughs> <laughs> this, exactly. this order was your idea. Uh, <laughs> Greyhound. Didn't see it. Didn't Mank, see it. News of the World. Didn't see it. Soul. Sound of Metal. If there's a movie sound that you metal. Best sound. <laughs> yeah, it I definitely mean, needs to be Sound of Metal. Also, all the people, it sounded good on my TV. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not exactly ideal circumstances here. Right, right, right. The sound; these people are like pulling their hair out, like designing the sound mix for like an impeccable theater, and we're listening <laughs> to it on an iPad. Yeah. yeah. So someone said too, like someone pointed out that "Sound of Metal" is like a uh, closed captioning. Like the name of the movie is something oh, you read right. in closed captioning. Oh, which wow, is kind of cool. Like yeah. in the Snyder Cut, it's like a. Uh, 
disgruntled grunt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Things like that. Uh, I like the Snyder Cut. <laughs> I was at it once it in one sitting. Will yeah, I watch, watch it again? It no. No, I will no, <laughs> no, I will watch just those uh, Amazons with the hammers one more time. Maybe <laughs> one, one more time. time. And it's already in times. slow motion, so you don't have to wear yes. out. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Oh, I know. <laughs> you mean at 28 minutes and 60 seconds? <laughs> I don't know the time cut. I wish they'd hammer my mother box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shatter me like a fucking pillar, please. Uh, so yeah, sound of metal for that. Uh, best costume design: Emma, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mulan, or Pinocchio. I didn't know they made a live action. I didn't Pinocchio. know there was a Pinocchio. We wa- I watched. I sort of was in and out. My husband was watching it the other night, and so I saw a bunch of it. <laughs> Fun it's night a tough scene. And, and he wasn't. He wouldn't let me in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I just sat, I'm watching just, so I watched it through the screen door. <laughs> I can hear a lot of it from my car. Huh? I saw the reflection on the, the, the window. I watched from underneath the door. Like they watch like an HBO movie when you were like eight. Uh, uh, yeah, was it, it was unnecessary. I would say that. Um, I, didn't I mean, see, it's interesting I didn't to look at, but they Emma like either. went. They went to be. No. They said they want to be grittier about it. Oh, which weird. who? Yeah, which is what we all wanted—a gritty Pinocchio. Finally, <laughs> I, I would say the Mulan costumes were really exciting, but Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. The costumes are period costumes. They look great, and clothing is sort of like weird plot lines in that movie. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like I feel like when it's when the wardrobe is that important. Part much part of the narrative. I feel like that helps it helps people yeah, choose boost to it vote up. For yeah, it. yeah. Since shoes are a big part of the movie. <laughs> Thank you for once. <laughs> Not since Wizard of Oz have shoes been so important. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy with my race. This also it wouldn't surprise me if Mank won. Oh this. yes, no, Mank, but, but I wouldn't get. <laughs> But I wouldn't give it to Bank. <laughs> no. Just Bank old, somebody can take it from my cold, store. dead hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just one hour of being stoned around Mark, and now I'm shouting my <laughs> taglines about all these movies. <laughs> Best animated short film. I haven't seen any I saw of Burrow. These. It was on Disney+. Plus. Oh, maybe uh, I did see it? Burrow. I did Fine. see Burrow. Burrow, genius loci. If anything sure. happens, I love you. Oh, I saw that. That's depressing. That's about like a school shooter. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Very Op- different from Burrow, which is about fun. <laughs> Rabbits. Opera and yes, people. Well, I, if Burrow had a school shooting plot line, I would say give it to Burrow, but it doesn't. So you think it's going to happen? the school shooting? I think it'll end? give it to, if anything happens, I love you. It's like a really okay. depressing like Hallmark card. Like it looks like uh, watercolors, you know? <laughs> How long oh, is that? Wow. It's like seven minutes. Okay, it's on Netflix. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. Try to watch all these the shorts. Boot it Uh, up. You're gonna have a great time. uh, Best live action short. Sure. Uh, I'm sorry, John. Did you see any of these? No, No. I didn't see any. Oh yeah, feeling through the letter room, the present, two distant strangers, and white eye. By the title alone, which one would you want to see? Well, just by knowing that Trayvon wrote two distant strangers, I'm I'm going for him. Right. I don't know who that is, but you love oh. saying just a first name. Sure. Oh, uh, that's what his Trayvon Twitter Martin? handle is. No. <laughs> Trayvon Free. Ah. So the Twitterverse likes that one. Yeah. He's he's like a, a, a TV writer, uh, creator on Twitter who I who's a great follow. Uh, and he's like a 
giant bisexual man, I believe. I'm oh, interested. Well, in that case, I think <laughs> yeah, it's my yeah. vote. Two distant strangers. Maybe we could be uh, two less solve distant stranger strangers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's solve that distant problem first, because then yeah. the stranger problem coming right. Well, it takes in. care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cinematography. Uh, Judas, uh, Sean Bobbitt, Mank, Eric Messerschmidt, News of the World, Darius Wolski, Nomadland, Joshua James Richards, The Trial of Chicago 7, Fadon, Papa Michael. Papa I'm gonna, Michael. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Nomadland. You got to give it to yeah. Nomadland. Absolutely. Yeah. Crazy like a National Geographic. Uh, I thought Mank looked like shit. I, I thought so too. Thought like, it why does it look of... like video? It looked like it looked bad. It was like kind of difficult to see. <laughs> yeah, and watch. Yeah. yeah. And that one, he knew it was going to Netflix, so he doesn't have like the whole, well, I wanna I wanted to be in a movie theater. You know, like right. he doesn't even have that excuse that a lot of these people are landing on. Um, best documentary feature, collective, crip camp. The Mole Agent, or The Mole Agent. Thank you. (laughs) To be safe. My Octopus Teacher, and Time. I've only seen Octopus and Crip Camp. I can't get into Octopus. I didn't want to watch it. I just saw like the thumbnails. I don't want to see this guy messing with it. Leave the octopus alone. I don't know what's going (laughs) on. It's a kind of, it's a great, I loved it. I absolutely loved it, but I... I haven't seen three of these movies, but my vote is for Crip Camp, and I just watched it like yesterday. And okay, <laughs> so it's Crip Camp's little... the only one I've seen, and I would I would give it a vote. I think it was yeah. great. And again, to to just to jump back to previous uh, things, like it's uh, lefty politics, it's hippies, <laughs> it's like uh, the Obama produced documentary, a, yeah. a political thriller. <laughs> so it's like there's like it, it scratches a few itches of things I like in cinema. Sure. If right. only there was like a hot babe doing like weight work, like lifting yeah, free if, weights. If, if or only, doing weight work, yes. If only one of the counselors at the camp for crippled people was a six-foot woman with, with, yeah, with uh, quadricep definition and a giant fucking mace, I would be. Yep. <laughs> now that's a camp. Yeah. <laughs> now that's camp. Thank Save you. that for your show, guys. Thank you. Uh I, I really like underwater uh, footage a, in general. So, like, <laughs> it, it just works. It's beautiful. And my octopus teacher. You're going to love my Ted Kennedy documentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you start at the end. Huh? <laughs> you start at the end. Work our way backwards. It's kind of memento it. Mm-hmm. We're going to memento it. It's <laughs> all right. Thank you. We got that set up for memento. <laughs> <laughs> Write down the missing woman's name on his leg. <laughs> Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give my vote to Crib Camp. Uh, Rennie, have you seen any of these? I haven't seen any, but I think Time is gonna win. Okay, what's making you say that? Time always wins. These Time's days. always <laughs> the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Take um, it from me, honey. Time always wins in the end. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares about this guy and his octopus. I think Time <laughs> is about like you know current things happening in the world, <laughs> uh, the justice system, okay. and all that. Sure, stuff, okay, so. yeah. I'm all gonna right. try to watch. Uh, I'm going to try to watch all the documentaries. I heard Collective is good. Collective is also nominated for uh, Best Foreign Film, I believe, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a Time is about some, trying to get uh, uh, someone out of jail uh, who's been doing time. Serving. Makes yeah, sense. Serving time. Uh, best doc- Documentary Short. I have saw none of these, but uh, Colette, A Concerto is a con- Conversation. Do Not Split. Hunger Ward and a love song for Latasha. Is do not split about going to like um, a restaurant with eight people. Yeah, yeah. And it's about it's it's, it's a about, documentary. 
the 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 trials and tribulations of uh, servers dealing with large parties. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> now I'm interested. Harrowing. Uh, or is it about conjoined twins? I don't do know. Not, that's written no. on the back of their heads. <laughs> the tag, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, 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 okay, best film editing, The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of Chicago 7. I mean, I feel like we always talk about, like, editing is like, it's only, <laughs> you only notice it when it's bad, generally. Right. Typically. Like, great editing is, like, seamless. But the thing is, it gets a little it gets a little weird though because like also sometimes you lean into a movie that you think has more editing, right? Or because <laughs> like for me, I want to say the father because the editing is such an integral part of the storytelling. But I think that's right. true of every movie ever made, <laughs> right? So, but I do feel like editing is part of the thing that keeps you on your toes and keeps you disoriented in the father. So my vote will be for Yorgos Lamprinos. Okay, <laughs> fair. I do like the No Man Land was also edited by Chloe Zhao. That's fun. Right. I like when that happens. <laughs> it was like one vision. So if she doesn't win the director, maybe they'll be like, "But no, no, don't worry. We, we give you editing. Yeah, edit. We got hey, you, Chloe." You. <laughs> yeah, and right. then the Oscars is all bragging: first Asian American woman to win editor. It's like, like, like I don't think there's anything to brag about. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just in time. <laughs> this is like the ninetieth ceremony. <laughs> um. You guys have a you guys have a swing here for a best. Um, I'll say sound of metal. I think it's, I agree that I think the father. I think it's going to go nomad. I think for some reason I think nomad land is going to like get a lot of these. Like there's going to yeah, be a, bit a of lot a of sweep. the technicals. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, best international feature: Another Round, Denmark; Better Days, Hong Kong; Collective, Romania; The Man Who Sold His Skin, Tunisia; Qual Vad. Qual Vadis Aida, Bosnia and Herzegovina. I'm getting too high, and the words are getting harder. <laughs> I told you we should have done the other order. <laughs> I watched the first hour of another round, so that gets my vote. And I you loved it? Any yeah. Of, yeah. Did it make you want to have a drink? And I haven't been drinking, and it is making me want to have a drink. Oh. It's triggering. Maybe it's that last hour where it's like, oh, this is like. Yeah, he just shat out his liver. life lesson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but I think because it's Mads Mikkelsen, it could like it could pierce American pop culture more. You know what I mean? Like it sure. might like more right. than all more those than, Rogue One fans. All, yeah, more of the Academy might have seen it. Uh, I haven't seen any of these. I'm interested in the man who sold his skin. Yeah, just off title yeah. alone. Was <laughs> that on Craigslist? It's about it's about a. <laughs> That's the Nirvana Unplugged conversation. <laughs> a concert. <laughs> I see. Best makeup and hairstyling. Emma, Hillbilly, Ma Rainey, Mank, Pinocchio. I could say it could go to Hillbilly, Ma Rainey, or Mank here. Because they, they just go like whichever ones have the best, the most makeup and hairstyling going on. But also well, they Pinocchio never, did like... have a ton of stuff. Like the effect of how they made the boy look was impressive. I said this last year, like they don't give like special effects makeup the dude. It should have that it's should due. be its own category. Right. You're right. Not um, that anything came out last year that could have like had and stunts and stunts should and thank casting, you and casting and stunt casting <laughs> and stunt casting should be yeah, definitely given out in the technicals. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a uh, Rudy Giuliani and Borat too. <laughs> <laughs> that stunt as well, by the way. Uh, best production design. The Father, Ma Rainey, Mank, News of the World, and Tenet. <laughs> I love the apartment in The Father. Like, even though it was like really sad and depressing, I was like, this is a great apartment. Yeah. Oh my God, it would kill for that apartment. 
Right? Fuck yeah. And it's... I like how it changes throughout yeah. the movie. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never get too bored. It's, there's um, always something happening. I could see Mank taking it because, you know, it has a lot of shit going on in it. But also, Tenet. No. I love the design of Tenet. What did it look like? Everything's cement in hallways. I know, but yeah. that's a fucking choice, baby. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a high-end. Everything looks like a high-end parking garage. Yes. Yeah. I love it. No, it's boring. No, you don't. Brutalism, industrialism. <laughs> deal with it, baby. I don't want to deal with it. Best visual effects. Okay. Love and Monsters. <laughs> no, we're getting to it. The Midnight Sky. Mulan. The one and only Ivan. And Tenet. I've only seen Mulan and Tenet. So you didn't see, I would have thought you would have seen, I saw the Midnight Sky. There's Is that some, the Clooney one? <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. And you guessed the twist about like 30 minutes in. Um, let you, me tell you. you no, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna it's stupid. Watch it. But there's like some great like uh, zero G blood work. I was like, that looks really good. Oh, I but like But other that. than that, it's like typical, you know, um, I guess they did it like they shot shoot the like polar stuff like they do uh what do you call it mandalorian like it's in one of those like volumes oh i love okay. that yeah yeah i did you watch the making of mandalorian that was very of course. enjoyable because <laughs> you when you said the volume i was like okay homeboy. okay <laughs> i subscribe to ilm's youtube channel <laughs> i think tenet will probably win that one i don't think so yeah, maybe there's not i think it'll be like a- there's a way in which i feel like they they want to be nice to what's his name? Why? He's been such like a nightmare Nolan. this whole last year. I guess no, he, like, but he was always like fighting for like the theater experience. Yeah, but during the pandemic, he was yeah, fighting but it was the like, wrong fight. I don't disagree with you, but I also feel like, but he was fighting for us. I think there's a way in which they're going to be like, we're sorry Read that your room. movie was screwed over. <laughs> Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. The backward stuff looks fine. cool. The backward stuff looks cool at points and stuff too. And, and yes, huge... but who cares? It doesn't mean it. It's like looking at a tech reel. It's like okay, yeah, I guess that looked like it was hard to do, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like when the building blows up and then it doesn't blow up. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know what I meant to feel when I see that. It doesn't mean anything. They still it still just looks like a Call of Duty. <laughs> who cares? Uh well. That's Mark Rennie's thoughts on Tenet again. <laughs> I keep you going know, backwards rule, and forwards with it. I was going to say, rule yeah. of sevens, when it comes up again, we might as well wrap up the episode. <laughs> uh, guys, queens, two old queens, thank you so much for coming on. Queens, excellent work this week. Sound like thank a you. Host of a, thank you. Thank a coach. you. <laughs> All right, queens. Hands in. Everyone did all right. <laughs> uh, I'm an Australian Very coach nice. in that moment. I like right. it. Um, thank you, guys. I am not going to watch the Oscars. I'm not going to. <laughs> Good. You're not? I mean, I, I, I'll probably DVR them and then. Don't know, watch them. I never watch them. Speed through. Speed this through. is like my only Oscar tradition, doing this show with you. <laughs> oh. Someone always wants to, someone always wants to Gosh, watch you get shushed at one Oscar party, and you just turn into this dark cloud of a human being. I'm sorry. Would you Never want me again. at your Oscar party? Never. Would you want me at your Oscar party? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> would you want to come to my Oscar party? <laughs> yeah. We're not watching this. <laughs> Or we'd watch performances from like the '80s, like the '80s Oscars. That sure. I would rather watch. That, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, that would be fun. I've been. I really. Ryan Stanger has turned me on to watching old 
like Leno award shows, and le- uh, like old uh, talk shows with like, like the old dancing actors. Ito. Yes, <laughs> watching stuff like no, no, like watching old Arnold on. Oh, that's uh, fun. Shit like that. Like, have Arnold you seen on Letterman? Steven Seagal and Arsenio when he says the government created AIDS? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta Not look. Yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in about thirty minutes, that will be accomplished. I will have definitely seen it. <laughs> but the crowd gets really silent. Arsenio's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that, that's how they should get. <laughs> Better than who? He's saying what we're all thinking. Our is thinking Emmy clip. All right, guys, why don't you tell the shitheads? I mean, I'm assuming the shitheads know about your podcast right they now. They better. I, I can only let's, hope. Let's fucking plug away, fam. <laughs> uh, we got a podcast. It's called Two Old Queens. We uh, guest brings in a movie and we judge it on a complex and Byzantine scoring system on how gay it is. We yeah. also got a Patreon, Patreon slash Two Old Queens, if you want to give us uh, yeah, if you support want to us. Listen and, and give us money. The yeah. Two Old Queens <laughs> is a retirement plan. You can do that. <laughs> I love the name of the Patreon, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's working. Follow these guys. Yeah. Yes. Mission I, accomplished. We almost have enough money to buy our shit bucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are going to retire like Nomadland, but yeah. we do have enough now. <laughs> Two shitty bands. All right. <laughs> Follow these guys on social media. They'll be tagged in uh, whatever posts come out. And uh, also, oh, also. This episode will come out before 420. Oh, and right. You guys oh. will also, that's what a reminder I had for myself, and I just remembered, thank God. Uh, you guys are also going to be a part of the 420, the high and mighty first annual 420 mega sesh. So exciting. <laughs> I don't know and what it's going to be, but do you, I'm excited. Uh, you guys don't know you what can it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, as I'm saying, that also is kind of where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're hoping we would tell you what it's going to be? <laughs> yeah. Just like this episode. <laughs> no, so, uh, weed content is being shabbily produced. <laughs> My my intention is I'm gonna hope hopefully do a bunch of short episodes of High and Mighty. Got it. Like oh, uh, with and then you'll get an email about it. But I'm pretty sure we're gonna do a bunch of episodes, mini episodes of High and Mighty with different stoner uh, previous guests, and then eat, consume weed in some way to get that kind of match each other and get on, or match a strain or something like that and get on the same vibe. You're gonna and be then, destroyed. Wow. Are you gonna Absolutely. be awake? You guys want to go last? Is this gonna last? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> You guys want to go? I need friends to go last, so I don't like. Burn <laughs> sure. Whatever you need, whatever you need. I need guys who already, for some reason, don't hate me. <laughs> yeah, there's a way we could bring Gatorade and orange slices somehow yeah. to you. Uh, all we have is uh, we're going to turn the music down for you. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we're just going to change the vibe a little bit, but like in a really cool, chill way. <laughs> thank you i'll need it but yeah so uh get tickets to the 420 mega sesh uh the tickets are in my bio but you can also go to onlocationlive.com slash gabers 420 and uh get them there and these guys will be there go fucking join a so patreon excited. join their patreon leave the action boys patreon join the two old queens <laughs> wow or get both <laughs> uh, or leave the two old queens to join Shadow Wolves. There you go. Honestly, fuck this their shit buckets. I'm, 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 I'm struggling here. Uh, as always, I'm at Gabriel on all social media. Thanks for listening, shitheads. Do you guys do a a goodbye? Can we, we end yeah. on your Can we end on your goodbye? Sure, sure. All right, thank you. Good- goodbye. Bye.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, body blow, body blow, body someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs>